Hello and welcome to Lockdown Antics. This is episode 26 and is the season finale of season one of Lockdown Antics. And it is the 29th of April 2021. I hope you're all doing okay. And I'd like to give you starting out a very quick update on what's going to happen with the channel. Obviously, this being the season finale. I'm sure you're all wondering what happens with the channel, what happens with Lockdown Antics. So, beginning, I'd like to say that thank you all for viewing. Thank you for sharing this experience with me. I have learnt a lot and I hope that I have given a lot to people who watch this. It has taught me that people really do value help where it's offered particularly from people who genuinely mean to do well. So this isn't the end of Lockdown Antics. Um, this is just the end of the first season. There will be a second season. We will come back for a second season. The main character didn't die. Spoiler alert. There will be a second season. I don't know when that will, that will begin yet. I know that I'm going to take some, I'm going to take a week away after this has been uploaded. Don't worry, there will be episodes of the research report uploaded on Friday and Monday as usual. So I'll take a week off and then I will begin working on a, the project that I've been talking about for this YouTube channel for the last three weeks. I'll begin sort of really seriously editing that work. And that is a movie, short movie called Lockdown Antics. And the movie follows a character called Luke. It follows the sort of mental health consequences of the lockdown policy and how that affects his mental health and his quality of life, etc, etc. So keep an eye out for that. There will be promo videos. There will be clips of this uploaded. Trailers, they will be there. Keep an eye out for it. I'm unbelievably excited about this project, even though, well, the chances are it's going to turn out to be crap because it's the first one that I've ever done. But the key is to do it. I've said it so many times before to just do it. Just follow your, I don't know, inclination. Do what makes you feel good. And being creative and having created projects like this is what makes me feel good. And so, and I think that people will appreciate it. I think that um, a lot of people will relate to that, um, having been through sort of similar feelings, similar uh, mental health issues due to the lockdown policy. And being honest, not many people are really talking about that. And that's what I wanted to do was I wanted to talk about that and the way that I sort of express myself best is through creative outlet. And um, so we'll see how it goes. I hope that it's going to be popular. I hope that people are going to enjoy it. But my expectations are somewhat low because it is my first effort in this avenue, let's say. Then after that's completed and sort of some pr promotional work has been produced and trailers have been released and 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 there's been some hype for it and perhaps even after the, the movie has been released, 
I'm going to get on with producing the Recovery Report Season 1. It's something that I've had in mind for a long, long time. Haven't really had the opportunity to do it yet. Because the Recovery Report is it's long-form podcasts, long-form talks. They're probably going to be uploaded once every two weeks. There are eight or nine episodes, so we're probably talking about that running over a 16-week period. And again, I don't have a date in mind for that, but there will be promotional videos for that, so keep an eye out for it. And hopefully at some point along the line as well, we will get started on training montage, which is the exercise program. So that's the update. I'm incredibly excited by these projects that are coming up. And I hope that you'll come along this journey with me and that maybe we could together help other people to improve their lives too. So that's the update. Now, as a quick aside, let's get into the mental health aspect and let's talk about how to be a supportive person. It's very difficult to be a supportive person, particularly if you're not well versed in speech, for example. And a lot of people are very worried about being a supportive person because, well, what if I say something wrong and it leads to something catastrophic? Who knows? But I'm going to give one piece of advice I think that really helped me when I started to sort of hit the Facebook forums, hit the Instagram forums, and try to be supportive to people who were suffering from mental illness or poor mental health and the one piece of advice that I would give is if you don't know what to say there is one phrase that you could use which will have a myriad of impacts on the person that you're speaking to and that phrase is that's tough man that's really tough or, that's rough, man. That's really rough. And that phrase, despite the fact that you have no idea what to say to that person, if that person is describing what they're going through, and you have no idea what to say to them, you have no thought of any advice that you could give to them, because A, you've never been in that situation, or B, you're not somebody who's particularly good at giving advice, let's say. And you say the words to them. That's really rough, man. What are you saying in that scenario? The first thing that you're saying in that scenario is, I give credence to your experience, i.e. I understand that your experience is valid and individual to you. For a lot of people... That can be a big thing to have somebody say to them, your experience is valid because maybe they don't approach many people or maybe the people that they do approach are not very good for them and give them something back about how, well, you think that's bad. What about this? And so to say to somebody, you know, that's really rough, man, is effectively saying to them, 
I understand that you're going through pain. And that's important to people, you know, to know that it, they're not delusional or weak. So that's the first thing that it does. And the second thing that it does, it invites them to continue to speak. Effectively, what you're saying to them is that I'm open for conversation. I'm open to discuss what you're going through. I'm open to listen. I want to hear about what's going on with you. You know, I understand that things are difficult for you, etc., etc., etc. And you open the doors to that person to communicate even more. And when you offer that person the opportunity to communicate more, what it does is that it increases the likelihood that they're going to say something that actually you could help them with. If you're having a conversation with somebody who's depressed and you have no idea what it's like to be depressed and they talk about what it's like to be depressed and you sort of turn around and say, you know, that sounds really rough, man. That sounds really tough. And then they continue to go on and they say, well, one of the reasons I think I'm suffering with depression is that I'm having this issue with my relationship. And then maybe you're somebody who has experience of dealing with relationships or maybe you're a relationship coach maybe or maybe you've just had a lot of terrible experiences in relationships and have along the way thought about what you could have done differently to better that relationship so that it didn't turn out badly and you could then turn around to that person and go oh okay uh, you've got this problem with your relationship specifically what is the problem and then they could tell you and then you could go oh I've had experience with that this is what you should do and then maybe it's good advice and maybe they go to their partner and sit them down and have that conversation about I think we need to do this and then maybe they implement your advice and then maybe their relationship gets better and maybe that person's depression is improved and you've helped them you know the i think one of the issues of the mental health industry is that well if they've got depression and i have no idea how to deal with or any experience with depression at all i can't help somebody with depression and the same with schizophrenia or anything like that but the fact of the matter is is that people who suffer from schizophrenia still suffer the issues that everybody else does in their day-to-day -day life and you might not be able to help them with the schizophrenia. You might, like, you have no idea what it's like to hear voices in your head and not be able to distinguish reality from the imaginary. But the fact is, is that maybe that person is in a relationship that's struggling and, well, you have experience of that. And maybe if you, maybe if you help them with that, it would give them leave to deal with the problems with their schizophrenia much more. Maybe it gives them the opportunity to better address their obsessive compulsive disorder or ADHD or whatever it might be, you know. A lot of the times when you try to help people, like I don't have any experience of schizophrenia or bipolar. I have experience of day-to-day -day life. I don't have any experience with bipolar, but maybe I could help that person that is the best advice that I could possibly give somebody if they wanted to be a supportive person. 
is if you don't know what to say, use the words. That's rough, man. That's really tough. And I think that's where I'm going to end the episode. I'd like to thank you for watching or listening for the past uh, 26 episodes. Keep an eye out for those projects I mentioned uh, earlier on in the episode. Subscribe to the channel, like and share with your friends so that we can help more people. Follow on Facebook and Instagram at CleanEdge Training. Email cleanedgetraining at gmail.com. And remember to stay strong and that we will meet again.